0: All right, and welcome back to 98.7. What are you watching? It's me, Danny the Wineman, here with my co host.
1: Is that, do I say yeah, Hunter yeah, the like, Consumer? Hunter the Consumer? Hunter the Consumer. That's um, your cue. Before I say hello to our fans, I want you to know that you just stole my thunder so hard. My my cold open was going to be, and welcome back to 109.8, The Axe. I mean, it was KJ Boone out of Southern Seattle. Let's bring down the man. That was going to be my intro.
0: Yeah, I stole it from you, but the way it works is I always have to think of a cold open on the spot, so...
1: I do think it's kind of ironic, though, that that radio thing was your intro. We've been talking so much KJ Boone. It's when we come back to the pod. It's radio, you know. Right.
0: At at the end of the day, the podcast is radio, and we were talking a lot of radio. So, yeah, here we are, live on the air.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome back, FM or AM, real quick.
0: Yeah, AM. All
1: right. you know, you know, let's the dude, kick it. Oh oh, oh, oh. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. We already kicked it. It's true. Oh. you know what? I don't know if we kicked it. It's live radio. Anything can happen. <laughs> <Yeah>,
1: Seriously. <laughs> I was X thinking XM. of
0: Hot Rod, the dude who's obsessed with AM radio. Mm-hmm. 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 He's got, him. Yeah, he's got the uh he's got the tattoo of a kid. The the kid pissing. He's got two streams, one on TV, <laughs> one on FM radio. Yeah. Alright, let's start the show. Okay? We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the
1: wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
0: Um, okay. It's Wednesday. We're a day late. Um, doesn't matter. We're back. Today, we're talking House of Dragon finale and the Shire. Your grand Shire demands it. Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship. Fellowship of the Ring.
1: Fellowship of the Ring. Hello, Thank fans. You. Thank <laughs> you for tuning back in. As Dan mentioned, day late. Still happy to be here. Still driven. Dan was on the midnight train to Georgia yesterday, and I watched the Sabres get clapped 5-1 by the Seattle Kraken.
0: Yeah, there's a a mutual agreement to record tonight. Wednesdays aren't, you know, we try to be a Tuesday podcast for our Wednesday listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. So we apologize to our daily listeners Mm -hmm. and um, happy to be back on live radio. Mm -hmm.
1: I I would say that we're definitely built for the Wednesday listener, right? Hump day, Monday or Tuesday, maybe you're a little depressed, you're having some bad thoughts. I don't know, Yankees get eliminated. And then, boom, you get a what-are-you-watching episode. You get the little ping on your phone because you all better have the alert symbol. Right,
0: and five stars. Click it here in the bottom left
1: corner. I want to go bing. Bing. And you go, new episode dropped? Or you're like 98% of our fans that just tune in for the Twitter clips, which is okay. Which is okay because we're growing the brand.
0: I'm thinking for our Wednesday listeners, it's like they show up to work. They're like, you know, it's Wednesday, like I already listened to my podcast, I'm sick of music, and somehow the what are are you watching icon pops up, and they're like, I don't want to click on this by any means, um, but Hunter and Dan are good kids, and I'll do it, and I'll suffer (laughs) through it, and I'll I'll enjoy it, I'll try my best to enjoy it, it's Wednesday, let's just get through the day. I know they're going to talk for way past an hour, and it might speed up their day, so I think it's more of like a, fine, you know. I, I, and they're good kids, so
1: I'll listen. And they're good, good kids. kids. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, my dad did ask where the episode was. So he's one of our Wednesday listeners. Um, hmm. I was just with James. He was talking about an episode. Mm-hmm. He was referring to Nathaniel Hackett. Um, we really <laughs> Yeah, Fenner. Um, <laughs> we were really making fun of Hackett that one episode. So it's good to know we got some listeners going through. And, um, You know, getting sure our Spotify listens are up because that money comes straight to us. Each episode you listen to, we individually get wired $100 from an offshore Swiss bank. And we get,
1: yeah, the offshore Swiss bank and our sponsor, uh, Cheddar Squares. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Cheddar Squares, for your insurmountable donations. You can buy them right here if you just tap on this link. If you're watching on YouTube, Cheddar Squares or here. Yeah, thank you, Jenner Squares. And yes, offshore bank accounts, sweats.
0: Yes. And also I'd like to thank our second sponsor of the day, Gray Sweatpants. Uh, brand <laughs> is called Gray Sweatpants. They're big. They're soft. They usually have a few stains on them. Um, you have to be very careful while wearing gray sweatpants. So use the code HUNTER is handsome for 25% off. Um, and you will get a free pair of gray regular sweatpants shipped to your house. So that's it for the sponsors. Um, and we'll get off and get started. So thank you. I, I do want to say you can also use code Hunter is chiseled for 35% off.
1: And this is going to play out like semi-pro where he just goes, you just want a check that says $10,000 on it. So when you, when you put in the code and you order the sweatpants, you'll just get a confirmation email, but we'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying on. Um, sponsors <laughs> are over. This. <laughs> sponsors are over. Um, You know, last weekend, um, I was in Austin, Texas. Yes, how was that? Formula 1 racing. Um, <laughs> Formula oh. 1.
1: Formula 1.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not an American sport, so you can't say like the name American. Uh, so it's Formula 1. So I didn't really watch any NFL football, and the Eagles were on a bye, so like I didn't watch any highlights. So, like I was off the grid this week, no lie. No shame. Uh, phone wasn't working. Guess what? I didn't. I love NFL, but taking one week off. It's kind of nice. Just one. I
1: I think the bye week is nice as an adult, you know, because you watch every week and that one week off, you go, whoa, I have my Saturday nights, my Sundays. I'm going to get a good rest. Maybe I didn't over intoxicate. I can really just chillax.
0: Yeah, it was just like, you know, I didn't spend 12 hours on Twitter on Sunday. And you know what? I don't care that Aaron Rodgers lost. It didn't bother me because I had no clue. And I quickly saw it on the ESPN app, and I went on with my day. So um, I'm a little off the grid with what happened. So can't really give a recap for me, mm. but I'm excited to look forward. Uh, eyes mm. are always moving forward for next week, though.
1: <laughs> Frontwards. Um, I kind of picture you at the Formula 1 race, like the wife from Ricky Bobby, where she's sitting in the in the booth and she keeps saying. And the vibration of the cars is rumbling me, you know, and, and the husband, what are you doing, Nancy? What are you doing? Oh, you know, it's just like doing this yeah. with a beer.
0: <laughs> I, I will say the, the cars were powerful. The vibrations were wild. Um, I, you know, it was more like I was baking in the Texas sun, but it was pure adrenaline, pure exhilaration. I had a great time. I really did. Um, shout out Red Bull. Shout out Red. Shout out Red Bull um great race shout out to texas the great state of texas shout out Mm -hmm. to austin the the great city of austin um yeah shout out to texas horns up
1: horns up your mustache looks really good i mean this might be the fullest i've ever seen your mustache probably in my life
0: yeah i'm at the point for the first time ever where because i've only ever grown up my facial hair where it's like i grow it out and then you shave it now it's like i have to manicure it I don't yeah. have the proper tools for that, so <laughs> I'm looking to invest in some sort of uh, manicuring set.
1: Yeah, you guys can always donate ten dollars Bed Bath and Beyond gift cards to us. You know, we'll we'll take that. You know, there's no no you know, no holds
0: there. You know, it's not a bad idea. Instead of taking money wired to us, we just take unused gift cards that people have laying around the house. Seven fifty left on it, twelve bucks. I don't give a fuck. Just wherever it is, throw us gift cards, and we can we can make some work off that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll we'll shake it for you guys. Knicks are in overtime. We'll shake it for you
0: guys. I said, no.
1: Just let it be. Let it be. Let it be. The listeners don't care.
0: They don't care. Hunter has NBA fucking league pass. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> um, um, yes. Thank Let's- you. Thank you for asking. I had a great weekend myself. Crazy. Crazy. Um,
1: it was also the Bills' bye week, so what are the odds the best two teams in the league both got the bye at the same time? Well, that's Very because we know
0: we know the commissioner, and he knows how popular Bills' birds parlay is, so he wanted to keep that alive.
1: Yeah, we're we're in close talks with Roger Goodell, not Dan Snyder, though we are not affiliated with him because we are not misogynistic. We love all people all kinds. We hate you, Dan Snyder. Let those cheerleaders alone. Um, we I. We, Rachel and I, cashed in on Rachel's birthday present, got a nice little Airbnb up in the mountains, went up to Vail, checked it out, went to this little dive bar, got well, in Vail, it's not a dive bar, it was quite a scene, but got world famous nachos. There were a lot of German and Swiss speakers there. Pretty hop in town.
0: Pretty hop in town. Oh, I didn't know you did that. That sounds like a real time, man. And
1: yeah, no, it was awesome. And we didn't know what we were going to do for dinner because we were still a little full from the nachos. We found this nice Italian joint side. Called ahead, they told us it's a two-hour wait. We went anyways to try to see if we could sit at the bar. And the second we walk in, she goes, "You know what? I got this. I got this place outside. There's not anybody out there, but there's space heaters and it's really warm. You want to try it out?" And I said, "Yeah, that sounds fine." Go outside, blaring heat It was kind of romantic. Nice little lit dinner. It was phenomenal. Had a little clam pasta.
0: Of course, of course you go, you're a fucking, the amount of seafood you eat in the state of Colorado is absurd.
1: For a landlocked state, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely illegal. But it's so, <laughs> it, it's fresh. They fly it in every day.
0: Right. It's fresh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Selfish poisoning. No, like that's the type of like you know. I bet I bet your meals are great, but sometimes I worry when you get shellfish too deep in. That's not like a fried piece of shrimp that was has been frozen for months. You know, when they claim it's fresh, I feel like you will just be laying there two hours later. Meal is good. You don't have stomach pains, but, like, every 30 seconds, you might just get the sharpest, most painful stomach, you know, gut, like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Everything's
1: fine. Yeah, Kevin. So, like I said, I was talking about, but it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you all right? I'm like, ulcer, oh, ulcer, oh, don't
0: worry about it. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, like, something's, like, starting to grow. It's trying to get out of you. <laughs> yeah. um, that's how ooh. I imagine it.
1: It's like <laughs> aliens, aliens versus predator, you know, the shellfish.
0: <laughs> yep, that was just dinner. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. But I did want to look, eyes looking forward. Forward. Um for the bet for our best bet. So going down the road for our NFL, we'll do uh Danny the Wineman's Best Bet, Hunter the Consumer's Best Bet, Danny the Wineman, Hunter the Consumer, Together's Best Bet, Bills and Birds Parlay, and also Underdog's Best Bet from Danny the Wineman and Hunter the Consumer. Yeah. And I like to make that sound as least sharp and make it extremely difficult to follow as possible.
1: Bite size, bite size. (laughs) Um, I am going to get a money gun, a a money gun that shoots the dollar bills. I'm going to get one of those. Seriously, hold me to that. I'm going to, I'm going to order it right after this. I bet it's cheap. I'm going to get a money gun, maybe a fedora, but I'm not going to order that now just for the best bets. And maybe a clip on tie.
0: Okay. I like that. That'd be great for TV, but don't forget we're a radio show. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) am. Uh. Uh. All right. Ooh, that was stinky that's because i'm a craven
1: <laughs>
0: all right so for you want to start off with our own best i'll do my best bet followed by your best bet okay followed by my underdog followed mm. by your underdog followed mm. by a handshake and our best bet together and then of course bill's birds parlay
1: okay i do disclaimer this podcast won all of our bets that we gave out on our last episode. Yeah.
0: You yeah, know, we, no, we actually, no, 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 we dropped 100%. one. No, the the Jags lost. I covered with the Bengals. You covered with
1: the Vikings against the yes. dolphins.
0: And then bills and birds, obviously it, that actually right. covers every time, right. whether we, whether we know or not, it covers every time. And then mm-hmm. our team bet was the Jags against the Colts. They lost. Twas.
1: Twas. Correct. Right. 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 <laughs> Scurvy.
0: Okay. My best bet of the week, like I said, I'm off the grid last week. NFL's feeling fuzzy. Do I remember what it's like? Not really. Um, I'm a bit lost. So my best bet of the week is Ravens plus one.
1: Mm, Thursday night
0: football could be a stinker. Two reasons, probably will be. My reason behind this, the Buccaneers started off as big underdogs. I don't know about how big, maybe about one or two, maybe three points even. And the public just hammered them, and now they're favorites. So I'm going to take the Ravens plus one because of that. Does mm. that make sense? No. Did I really look at the tweet when I saw that? No. Mm. But when I said, you need a best bet, I said Thursday Night Football. Lamar Jackson needs to shine. Mark Andrews will shine in Thursday Night Football. And Gus Edwards, Edwards is back. Right. Al Michaels and Gus Edwards. Can you name a better running back commentator combo? <laughs>
1: I can't. I I don't know. I can't. I didn't even want to try to answer that.
0: Best bet of the week.
1: Best bet. Love that. Okay. Ravens plus one. Chant Ravens plus one. Channeling my inner rain man. Best bet of the week. Have it written down. Las Vegas. Raiders. How about them, Raiders? How about them, Raiders? Minus one and a half against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I say that because they're not going with. Famous oh, like Jameis, like they, they're not. They're not going with Famous Jameis. They are going with Andy Dalton. He's a ginger. I love him. I love gingers too. But Andy's a ginger. Jameis slings it. I do think it's going to be a shootout. I'm I'm kind of picturing like 35-28, 35-31, something like that, something along those lines. But I think the Raiders come on top. They're two and four. Started one and four. These next five games for them are all against really shitty
0: teams. And important. And
1: right now they have to get in that mode where they're good enough to make the playoffs, and I think they're just going to rip the Band-Aid off the Saints.
0: I like that. I like that pick. And best bet. Yes, best bet energy. And the more I think about my underdog, I think this is going to be a week of underdogs. It seems like there's plenty of options for the better to hit NFL underdogs, which seems so elusive to me, NFL underdogs, because every time you look at a bet and you see the favorite, it's like they're gonna win, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. While in college, it's like they're 15 and a half point underdogs. I think they can win. NFL, my brain doesn't work like that. But this week seems like a one where it's like Cardinals plus three and a half at the Vikings. That seems like something that can happen. Jets against the Patriots plus two and a half. Could happen. But I go up to my best bet, and that's Lions money line, right? Underdog, you gotta pick the money line. Lions plus 155, also plus three and a half um, against the Miami Dolphins at home. Um, I think it's time that the Lions win. It simply is. And that's just one of those games where it's like I look at it as a better and I say, Dolphins are going to kick their ass. Tua's brain is sharp. He's sharp between the ears. (laughs) Tua's sharp, right? He's thinking straight. Nothing's cloudy in his mind. I'm as a better thinking they're going to kick their ass. Not today. Not the underdogs. How about the the lions? It's time to get a win at home. At home. At home.
1: Um, Are we allowed to do the same underdog bet? Sure, Craven. Okay, like the cool side of the pillow. I'm going with the lions.
0: Wait, wait. (laughs) did we not discuss before this our bets? Yeah, and I said,
1: yeah, I said I was doing the lions.
0: Who did I say then? You said somebody else. You said uh, you said you said Bengals. No, Bengals is our best bet together. I said the Lions, Echabroni. I said the
1: Lions, too. Should I pick another one?
0: No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. You can also pick the Giants plus three.
1: I don't like that. I think they're okay. going to lose. It's hey, Geno Smith's time. All
0: right, we'll, we'll clean it up going forward, all right? We're, we're <laughs> slobs. We're a little silly.
1: Um, <laughs> Lions at home. DeAndre Swift's probably going to be back. There's a chance Jamison Williams plays. They're due for a win. The Hawk, Hawkinson. Let's see him come into it. Dan Campbell's a football guy and a man's man. Lions at home to a sharp ears, but he's brain damaged. CTE, CTE. It's gonna be the Lions. Book it. <laughs> All
0: right, that was that was impressive. Us, we are sloppy. We don't. We are definitely sloppy, and I'm supposed to be the one who organizes this. But the more and more we do it, the more and more our Hunter rubs off on me, and I become, I become like him.
1: I blame Mike, the the technician. No, so we need an intern he's... who
0: we can just whip around. Like, I want yeah. to punish this intern. Yeah, I
1: want, it, I, want him to, I want his name to be Raul.
0: Like, I, I want to let him know right away, like, you're not getting paid, and you're not going <laughs> to get treated well, and you're not going to get good connections, and we're not going to let anyone know your real name, and we are just going to degrade them and treat them like shit, but they're going to take care of us.
1: Mm, yes. I can picture this movie where that happens, and I can't think of it right now, but yes. It's probably okay. a really
0: fucked up movie, because what I just said out loud is dark.
1: Yes. So those were our best bets. Those were our underdog best bets. The Dan and Hunter best bet together, which kind of turns into Dan and Hunter best underdog bet together. Best bet together, Bengals.
0: Minus three Monday night
1: and football, minus three and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Browns have the rape elf at middlefield. They're not doing well. They need to figure their shit out. They drafted a kicker. He's blown it like three games in a row. Yeah, um, I like the Bengals. Joey Burrow, Joey uh, Joe Schuster's hot.
0: You know what I love about Browns fans? Um, hmm. Cade York hit like a uh, whenever field goal to win their first Week game against, against the fucking Panthers. Panthers, Baker Mayfield and. And everyone's like, dude, you got to buy his jersey after that kick. He's a hero. You got to buy his jersey. And he becomes the most fucking Browns kicker ever. Dude, stop Mm -hmm. looking at NBA League pass. I see your eyes going over there. I swear to God, if it's because of a Knicks-Raptors game or whatever it is, in the middle of October, I'm going to spank you. Sinner. Craven.
1: (laughs) No comment. No No comment. comment.
0: It's it's unbelievable. We discussed before, no NBA talk today.
1: I wasn't I didn't say anything.
0: Um yes, Cade York, whatever. The Browns (laughs) the Browns are a joke, and I think the Bengals are insanely high. Like they've been cooking they've won the past two weeks. Pretty big. I I'm all I'm all in on the Bengals right now.
1: Love it. Yep. Joe Sheisty. And then to wrap it up, Bills Birds, Parlay hits every week. Uh Bills minus ten and a half against Packers on Sunday night football. I'll be there. Who do the birds have, Dan?
0: Uh, Steelers at home, plus ten and a half.
1: Mm, battle yeah. of Pennsylvania,
0: the Keystone State. <laughs> thank you, Yingling. Yeah, thank you, Yingling. <laughs> it's a oh, great that's beer.
1: That's great. Yeah, it's a great beer. All right, so to recap, Hunter Vegas minus one and a half, Lions underdog. Dan, what do you got?
0: Um, Lions underdog, and then uh, also underdog actually, but not money line spread. Ravens plus one. Thursday Love Football. Primetime. Primetime prime action. Gus Edwards, Al Michaels. Can't beat him. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> That's crazy. That was his call.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's been around. Orlando Bloom is like a list. Um, oh. But before we get to that, <laughs> me. I had no clue until I was on IMDb. I feel like a jabroni.
1: You watched the whole movie and didn't realize it was Orlando Bloom? Yeah,
0: Orlando Bloom is one of those actors that I always think I know what he looks like, but I I really don't. I tend to forget every time cuz all when I think of Orlando Bloom, I think of Corden Blue, the dude from uh they don't look Jump anything in. alike. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, or, or whatever it's called. They're a little different. Um, no, they're completely different people. Um, yeah, high school musical, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. This good, it's definitely. like one
0: of those like my brain's messed up and there's holes in some parts of it and like some things misfire. That's the Orlando Bloom Corden Blue misfire
1: okay, yeah
0: um besides the point also go Phils um Phils are in the world series how about him fightings
1: how about them, how about him fightings what's the Padre's thing uh Harper's going down Machado's gonna clown
0: that's what's it you know <laughs> no, it i I've only watched it once I really couldn't watch it again. Just the greatest group of geriatric fucks
1: sitting there thinking they're throwing down a slam piece just for them to walk into Philadelphia, the city of independence, and get absolutely cock-slapped on national TV. You know,
0: that's what's it. That's a group of four geriatric men who meet up every week and do you know whatever they do, like whatever their club is, whatever they do, yeah. drink whiskey, smoke cigars, play board games, read books, I don't care. They meet Checkers. up every week sing acapella and they like they thought they had one like they thought they did it and they got put on local radio which was the biggest mistake of their fucking life
1: yeah 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 like and uh, then i, th- I think they're on like san diego's version of sway in the morning except just all white people and they had them on with the backdrop and they just kept going that's what's
0: it san diego's version of sway in the morning <laughs> that's,
1: that's what's funny.
0: it um all right, let's talk about House of Dragon episode 10. Mm,
1: yeah, let's stimulate my nips.
0: <laughs> Patty Considine was not in this episode.
1: He was not. He was
0: dead. Um, The Black Queen. So episode 10 was called. Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to pull. I forgot to pull up this. Um, on my you movie. are a joke. No, no. Episode it's called 10, The Black Queen. The, I just was saying. I was just saying that. That's what's in, <laughs> Craven, <laughs> Clever, girl.
1: Ew. You going to talk or what? I thought, you were, I thought you were leading the charge here. You want me to take it?
0: <laughs> Still, uh, the IMDb didn't pop up when I looked up episode 10. Okay. No, I'm good. Uh, you want to talk about it? No, no, you go. No, you do it. You start. No,
1: no, no. you're smarter than me.
0: <laughs> no, I just said I have holes in my brain, Craven.
1: Okay. Um, I, no, you go.
0: In college, though, I was smarter than you. That's a
1: fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. No, there was only one moment in time of our education Where I was like, you know what, maybe I am smarter than Hunter And I was watching you trying to do Excel freshman year
1: uh, It's not for me
0: <laughs> That it's was a moment of That was a moment where I went I laid in bed feeling great about myself On the top bunk right above you I slept good that night it's like, I just, slept good.
1: just punching in those functions As Hunter begged somebody to give me their homework <laughs>
0: Just begging, please
1: banging begging on doors Yo, you got Excel ten one. You got it? <laughs> You got it.
0: Um, all right. So episode ten was called the Black Queen, season finale of House of Dragon. Um, it, you know, episode nine was the Greens. Episode ten was mostly the Blacks. Um, I love
1: how they did that, by the way. I yeah. uh, that right, was cool. Ahead. All right, yeah, I'll take that. Right, nine's the Green. Ten, we got our Targaryen lovers and ladies, our lasses, and it was really cool. I thought because we're so used to Game of Thrones. You know, the regular show where, not the actual regular show, but the original, where episode nine was always this crazy penultimate nuts, kill fast, slay factory. And episode 10 was pretty much always equally as good, but a lot more resolution and setting up next season. And the cool thing about how House of the Dragon did it is you got the perspective of both you know, both main storylines in the first half an hour was pretty crazy. And the second half was it moving forward. And it was like a blend of nine and 10, not that much bloodshed, but each episode felt like a season finale in its own. It's like, we got two season finales. I don't know. I thought that was really well done and pretty cool.
0: I agree. I, I, I thought I liked episode nine a lot more. I thought episode nine was like probably my favorite season. It was like super intense and like this, the instant scrambling, this they had still... to move
1: fast. They had to move so fast,
0: right? And I thought that, like that quickness and the way they shot it, kind of being like a thriller, was was awesome. But mm-hmm. here in episode ten, like, well, episode nine, we didn't see any of Raniera Damon and the, the Blacks. Um, this one, we kind of got their side, and um, you know, I think people, some people, complained about it. Just, like, you know, the shitty Game of Thrones fans that just are, like, all over Twitter because Season 8 and they think they love Game of Thrones. Like, those sort of people. Because, in all honesty, like, not much happened this episode. I mean.
1: No. Yes and no, right? Yes and no. It's it's not the typical blowing up of the sept, you know? It's not what you're used to getting. It's it's a new show. It's a different show. It's an exciting show.
0: I enjoyed it because season one it'd be wrong for them to get into any sort of warfare in this season right and, and we got what what inevitably starts the war right the killing of uh luke um but all of season one which i thought you know we can kind of talk about the season as a whole here uh, which i thought was done so well was like first five episodes gave us these the pretense to why these relationships are this way and then, basically, the next five in all ten was just the showing of how a war began. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next three seasons or two or whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a war. So, like, we earned the war. Like, we earned being put into warfare and all this shit. Like, this whole season is going to make the next three so much better. And it wasn't that these episodes were slow and, like, you know, someone has to be like, dude, they're good because the dialogue's amazing. And I promise it's going to be worth it. It's like, no, these episodes were good on their own, Um, Um, but it's also going to, I feel like it's going to have a huge payoff down the line.
1: Totally. And correct me if I'm wrong. And I feel like I speak for everybody here. When the show first came out, I was under the impression first one, two, three, four episodes was going to be the backdrop. And then the whole second half of the season was going to be the war or crazy conflicts or whatever it was. And that was just not the case. It really was a slow burn. But every episode, I kind of gave me the thought that at any moment, something can go wrong that sparks the war. You know, I didn't know I didn't know when it, when the ball was going to drop, you know, when the music was going to end.
0: Yeah, no, I thought every – you're right. I thought every episode was good and there was no, like, reason. I didn't feel like I had to defend any of them, being like, they're good, dude. Trust me. Like, right. you just don't get it. I didn't feel like I had to do that. I thought all on their own were really sturdy. Um and then like I was saying with the with uh, Luke getting killed by Amond right I thought I thought there was like you know that's the pinnacle of the season it starts the war obviously yeah. oh yeah um, and I thought there was like two things with that and, like one obviously that relationship was from the eye cut out mm-hmm. um and right like you know these kids start the war but it was never really their war once again that shit's all passed down from their parents but like I loved how Yeah, it's baggage. I love how they could neither of them could control their dragons in that situation. I think that's like huge thing to notice, and I think that's gonna be big down the line that these like huge massive war things are they can't control them. There's gonna be atrocities. I think
1: if there was a foreshadow, it was that right there. I'm I'm thinking one of their dragons is going to just burn their entire army, like their own army down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something something horrible is going to happen in that same situation where you have dragons that aren't used to warfare and shit's going crazy and people are burning everybody and they are just going to carpet bomb their own army. And it yeah. is going to be an ugly, an ugly thing for whoever that happens to, for sure.
0: I agree. I think some... You know, it is a civil war in general, but, like, I think some friendly fire might happen with the dragons. I wouldn't see that as the craziest thing. Right. Um, so that scene was kind of intense. Uh, him at Storm's End and the whole thing. You know, in the rain. In the rain. You, you,
1: you know, I'll say, too, uh, one of my last pieces on that scene, that area, is that the second the Princess Renera was like...
0: The Princess Renera Targaryen.
1: Yeah, told told her sweet, innocent son... Oh, it's a, I, gave you, I gave you the Eerie because it's a quick fly. They're loyal to us. It's It's your grandmother's family. it's, he oh, was it's a piece the, of cake.
0: Uh, I thought he was in the Stormlands talking to Borman Baratheon. I think Jace goes to the Eerie. Are you sure? Yeah, that's why it's raining. It's the Stormlands.
1: Oh, God. Oh, that's a botch on my end if that's I think true. The,
0: I think the other brother went to the Eerie.
1: All right, well, I've I've lost all credibility then, I think. But anyways, I moral know. of the story is that sh- she tells him, it's an easy fly, it'll take you two minutes, you'll be there and back, they're related, piece of cake, you're a diplomat, don't fight. Second that happens, I know something's going down, right? And then it shows him and he's flying in, and it's pouring rain. I go, somebody's dying, somebody's dying. And Lord, lo, lo and behold, it's blue, the blue-eyed bastard that... It's his fault that the eye got cut out. But let me say that. It's his fault right, that the eye right. got cut out. And of course he's there with that little smirk.
0: Yeah, he's got the lips out.
1: Mm-hmm. He's got the, he's pursed. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, come, you come offering no gifts? You know? <laughs> and I'm just, you know, you cut out your eye, bitch. And I'm, you know, but yeah, you know, I, I knew right when that happened that someone was going to die. And it happened to be the sweet little boy.
0: Yeah. The, the whole eye for an eye thing, like, you know, his mom did it. Um, uh, the queen, and it's just like you know, I'm I'm over it. They'll yeah. it's the eye for eye thing's got to drop. Um, last thing mm-hmm. on this episode before we kind of look for season two and move on to Lord of the Rings. Um, I want to talk about Damon here, right? Because on Twitter and internet, Damon got a lot of popularity over the past few episodes. People calling him daddy. You know, he's like a Twitter heartthrob. And Matt Condole, one of the showrunners, I think is Condole was just like, before episode 10 came out, it's like, I don't get where this love's coming from, like, Damon's a super great character, like, they all are. Um, and he does some very dark things and has done dark things, so like, I'm not getting what that love is. This episode, you kind of see that, like, Damon, when he went to Essos with his wife, Lena, and he was like, I'm gonna stay here and just read. Like, he got away from all this shit. because and he, he wanted to. And he, he wanted did, to. Because he knows this sh- what this shit does to him. And When he found out that Rhaenyra got a throne taken and wars back, you could see the switch in him. Like, he's irrational, bloodthirsty, and he's a war guy. He's a war guy. He's
1: ready to take some skulls. He's ready to take some skulls. That's that's for damn sure.
0: Yeah, and then he ends up choking out Rhaenyra when he finds out. Well, there's a few reasons why I think he chokes her. One is because, like, uh, Viserys didn't tell him about the dream. And I think that hurt him a lot because his whole life he was just kind of looking to Viserys for these answers. Mm-hmm. And then two, it's like we're basing all of this off a of fucking dream. And right. I don't think he was extremely happy with that either.
1: Right. And then three, he listened to Rihanna's S and M right before that.
0: Uh, what What goes on in that song?
1: Like you know, I'm not bad, but I'm sex in the air. You know. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. You know S and M. You know, whip me and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chains and whips excite me, you know. Chains and whips excite me. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he said, na-na-na, come on. Yeah,
1: na-na-na, come on, you know. <laughs> you know?
0: That that off out in 10. So, like, my only point was that, like, you know, Damon, from the jump, we saw him do a lot of dark shit. And it's like, he is still cool, and he's done some dark shit that we agree with. But he killed his wife early on. He's kind of wanted the crown from the beginning. Like, I just... I don't know. I'm worried about him as we get into some heavy war. He's going to kill political
1: prisoners and, and really and really hurt their uh, hurt their political capital. That's that's what I'm. Th- he's he's not afraid to kill innocents. You know no. he's he's ready to he's ready to put him with a sword.
0: And yeah, I think yeah, I think Taraxis might do some damage, but totally. Um,
1: and and Vermithor, ver, Vermithor.
0: He, he said Vermithor. Yeah, just saying <laughs> it. <him a
1: song. laughs> um,
0: I did want to look to the future because I saw a comment from, again, one of the uh, showrunners. What
1: are you, cut me off? I had a couple honorable mentions. I, would, I had another scene I wanted to talk about.
0: Oh, go for it. Yeah.
1: And I'd like I'd like your input on this. Anything. Um, did did it make you sick at all to watch the Princess Rodera rip the baby out of
0: her womb? You know what? I guess I did just... That was a blockage in my brain. I blocked that out for a reason. Because I think about... Five out of the ten episodes, we see something extremely fucked up with in terms of a baby. <laughs> and each time I say, Nah, I can't, can't get worse. Not again. Not again. This baby was fucking kicking and screaming. Well, oh, inside. Well, it was dead, I think. I'm sorry. That was dark. It was a stillborn. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't kicking and screaming. Shit. Um, it, it was causing Rhaenyra to feel lots of pain. Um, and she ripped it out, and they showed a Dead. pretty big portion of it they yeah
1: you saw her grip it you yeah. saw her grip it with her head I I paused it I the second I saw her grab the baby and it cut away for a second I paused it I literally felt sick for a second walked in and talked to Rachel and I go "Rach, she just pulled a baby out of her womb and she goes, that's what's wrong with our generation and I it was that was just morbid
0: babe you will not believe what i just saw on tv oh um, my
1: god i, I thought did, she did. was oh yeah, yeah, yeah keep going
0: i just thought she was birthing a dragon like that's legitimate thought because as she's having it like her and cyrax are flashing and i yeah. guess in the books there's like babies that are born born with like dragon scales and shit i yeah, thought like she was about to fucking totally. hatch out a baby with a baby yeah. dragon so
1: yeah a little gorgon. and last thing before we look at in the future also, want your input on this. How great was that scene? Kind of coming full circle. I think it was episode two, maybe three, where they're on that bridge in Dragonstone, right? And I thought the oh, the coolest thing—you got Otto walking up, and he's got some of A- Aegon's Kingsguard, and then you right. have Rhaenyra's Kingsguard, and they're sitting there, same armor. That I love that armor, by the way. I think the Kingsguard uniforms are splendid. You know, it's not just regular gold. I mean, it's that silver and like that pearly color but they're both sitting there and they all draw their swords at once and it's like oh shit like it just felt like a coup a coup d'etat you know it was this is the house guard this is the this is the iraqi guard and this is Saddam Hussein's army you know both gunning at each other and it was i thought that was just and she comes in on her dragon she sits yeah. down and it was very well,
0: yeah i'll say this i mean obviously prince eric and prince eric whatever the fuck the two kin's guard they're on opposite sides they're definitely going to fight they have to fight Like, how could the twins on opposite sides not fight? Um, So I feel like that's happening. Two, um, initially when I was watching the show, I was under the impression, not impression, I assumed that Rhaenyra would claim the throne and the Greens would be looking to, they would kind of be looking to usurp her. Um, But Rhaenyra seems like she's down early and is going to have to fight and be the Rebellion. I thought the Greens were going to be the Rebellion.
1: I am right with you, and I I think that ties into looking ahead to the future. And I think I've been saying it to you since early, once they did the time skip, that Rhaenyra being in Dragonstone is going to severely hurt her claim because obviously she wasn't there when Viserys died. So immediately she's out of the loop, right? Time travel's slow, message in a bottle, I mean, immediate disadvantage, right? And now she's got to climb back. And like Otto said, the masses saw that he was anointed. You know, he's the king. Everybody saw it. In the sect, you know, official, you know, the priest. Everybody was there. It's it's real. Bannermen swore fealty. And if they didn't, they were killed. And it was just, she's behind the eight ball and she's got to do a lot of digging. It helps that drift marks with her. That was quite a twist. I, I figured it would go that way. Just because I couldn't see ranera and the Blacks coming back from not having right. the, sea, the Sea Snake in in his navy there, but it is—I mean—it's a tizzy. It's probably as divided as it could be, man. Yeah,
0: I—you know—this I won't get into it just quite yet, but um, yeah, they are—they are down early. They might have more dragons, but as you can tell, size of dragons matters more. Yes. Um. So they're down and they're going to have to fight the uphill battle, which I did not expect by any means. Um, And, you know, King's landing is the stronghold. It's, it's, it's where all the power is. So let's see what happens there. Mm, Um, Yes. But a little bit to looking forward. It's like, we got introduced to some, a few new houses, not new houses, but like more houses in the the show. And like, Rhaenyra is talking about Winterfell and I forget the Stark's name and like trying to get him on their side. And the showrunners were saying that, like, see, the next few seasons of House of Dragon are going to be reminiscent of like seasons three through six of Thrones, where it's like you are following multiple characters that are just on right. Other, it's going to break off ways, right? So it's like, you know, I don't know how long someone might be stuck in Winterfell, but like we might be in Winterfell with a little bit with the Stark and one of the character, only one of the characters we know now, and right. just Sarah has become older. Blah blah blah. So right. that's kind of what I was like. I got super excited when I saw that comment because those are the best seasons of Thrones where it's like these characters are on their own journeys and we know they're going to come back to each other, but they're all on their own ways, meeting new people, doing new things. and It'll be different. This is one big war, but we're going to spread around Westeros to meet a lot of new, of new people and I'm pumped for
1: that. Yeah, it's going to blow up, right? You go from season one where you're basically focusing on the same you know 4 or 5 6 characters in the same two cities going yeah. back and forth you know little lies and it's it's going to be a full zoom out you know you go from this being your story to now it's the whole it's all of Westeros right you're going to you're going to have damon on a campaign at castle rock and you're going to have rhaenyr in dragonstone and maybe Amon's leading an army or Amon's leading an army you know it's just going right. to it's going to be huge just like it is exciting right cuz it's How do you say this? You know, it's it's been so long since those seasons of Game of Thrones. Everything's going to look way better. They're going to have you know more extras, so much more budget. Every city and place we visit is just going to have so much more style to it, and depth, and excitement, and it is going to be very cool. It's very cool.
0: You're right. Like it's not going to be a half-assed done city or by any means. Like if we're going somewhere, they're going to do it right. Um, you know, and I don't know where this story goes. I don't know how this war unfolds and. I have no clue what's really going to happen here, but um, oh, my point, not my point. But I just remembered, like a few of these episodes, of saying that like, um, House of Dragons, just like Game of Thrones, but I was saying it's just tighter, right? It's like all basically mm-hmm. in Kings Landing and Driftmark. Mm-hmm. and it's just between one or two, three families, right? And, and that was true for season one. It was an internal conflict. Your know, Grand Sia demands this infighting to stop. You know, it's mm-hmm. this infighting between a family that's intermarried and shit. It's it's going to expand and explode into the Westeros we know, and that's oh, exciting. Yeah.
1: It's going to be plunged into chaos, man. I, it's it's going to scare me to see what backstabs are coming because you know there's going to be a few.
0: Uh,
1: you know, based off the research I've done, without spoiling it, it's you know some houses are gonna get pretty decimated right. in, in this war. You know, some houses aren't going to be there, which makes way for the houses and families that we know from the original series. People are going to die.
0: Yeah. I mean, we predicted it last time. A lot more incest and a lot more death. Like, it's called the Dance of Dragons. The dragons are going to fight each other. We see what they can do to each other. The dragons are going to die. A lot of the humans are going to die. A lot of the cities are going to be destroyed. I think shit's about to go down.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... (sighs) Looking forward <laughs> for at this rate, 2029 20, for season two, but who the hell knows?
0: Not even you know,
1: I, and I said that to you on the phone the other day, I said to sedan, our loyal viewers here that what is up with shows taking so long in between seasons now it's ever since COVID what happened to freaking March 8th, the second weekend of March, you know, it, the same show comes out every year. You know, you can look forward to March or look forward to November. I'm sick of this. Year and a half, two-year pause in between. It pisses me off.
0: No, I'm going to be a fucking grand sire by then, and it's bullshit. Because what happened – you know, this is why I miss cable TV. Cable TV would pump out – Lost is 120 episodes. Tight schedules. The fuck? Tight schedules. How many episodes? I just said 120 episodes they made in a show. Come on. Let's just start. Let's start hammering. I don't care about working hours. I don't care about unions. I don't care about budget. Let's get these things done for for us.
1: Yeah, no more no more writers guilds and actors unions and having the people saying they need more time to rest in between seasons. The no, guild. no, the screw guild. the god, screw the goddamn guild. All right, KJ Boom would say stick it to the man, and that's yeah. what I want to do. I'm down with the establishment.
0: Tell him, KJ. All yeah, right, I him, uh, let's move on to Lord of the Rings, and I'm gonna get yeah. some water because that was a bad idea not to fill it up before. I'm gonna fill it up now. Okay. I'm rehydrated and we're talking about the Lord of the Rings, mm. the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship mm-hmm. of the Ring,
1: the Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, Peter Correct. Jackson, J.R.R. R. R. Tolkien. Thank you for immersing us into your world.
0: You know, I do like that. Do you think George R.R. R. Martin copied from J.R.R. Tolkien?
1: That is quite the connection.
0: Well, he's like in big. Spig- for sure inspired by him.
1: It has to be. I mean, it's damn near the same world, just with two different flares. It, it is funny because, you know, the Lord of the Rings world is is Earth, like, before Christ and everything.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I got a lot to speech. learn. I got a lot to learn. I didn't even get to watch any YouTube videos, so you can yeah, tell me stuff.
1: I've been hard in it. Um, you know, I, I watched all three movies. I'm in the middle of the second Hobbit right now, and then, obviously, I finished the show And that comes with a lot of YouTube and and research and whatnot. So yes, basically, this is Earth. So in Tolkien's world, we're in the fifth age right now, still in the age of men. So you have the first age, second age, third age, fourth age, fifth age. And Mm -hmm. that's where we are. It's pretty interesting because he wrote it all out. He's like the elves leave Middle Earth and then the humans try to go to their heaven. And then the elf gods make the Earth round. So it's not just Middle Earth and valor it's all one big earth and they're trapped from leaving and then you know and then all the other factions die like the dwarves die out because there's you know uh there's no female population and the elves obviously leave and orcs are destroyed and it's it's pretty interesting it's it, tolkien I don't uh, world, no, war, world war one fucks with you i guess
0: it's just so funny that does sound interesting but like Really, I knew what you were saying, but not really knowing what you're saying. You just sounded like an all time nerd. Like yeah. oh. and I do that I do that all the time with Game of Thrones, but like I'm in it and I like it and I don't feel like it. But just hearing you say that, you're like, Oh, and then the elf god made it into a round ball when Middle Earth you know, it's like, dude. <laughs> I, I went full nerd there. I went full 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 forty year old virgin i'm hey i do we do it all the time but like when i heard you talking i like kind of stepping back because i know nothing of lord of the rings really i was like oh right i got in my bag real
1: quick i got in my i wanted i wanted to slam down some education on you you know what i mean i I backed up and i I was really it was turning (laughs) the cobwebs were off i got to really get into my element for a minute
0: yeah um all right so let's get into the movie though the first movie and No spoilers for anything past The Fellowship, please. I don't know. He's never seen them. He's a new babe. The only word I know is Helm's Deep, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Great. I mean, just what a battle. Anyways.
0: Yeah, so Um, basically in The Fellowship, quick recap of the movie. It's like um, Bilbo Baggins has the ring. Frodo gets it. um, And Frodo is on an adventure to destroy the ring in uh, Mordor. He's accompanied mm-hmm. by his good friend Samwise Gamgee and two other hobbits, uh, Pippin and Pippin. I don't know the fourth. Merry um, and Pippin.
1: Merry yeah. and Pippin.
0: Uh, he's also, and along Medigrin his way, Tuk. along his way, he gets accompanied by the Fellowship, which is like a group of like nine guys all total. Um, we got Boromir, Legolas, uh, Aragorn. Aragorn. Gimli, Gandalf, and then Gimli, and then we got the four hobbits. And he's on his way to destroy the ring, which I believe is all three of the movies. Yep, Um, in the fire,
1: Mount doom, and Mordor.
0: In Mordor. And, you know, he only gets so far in this movie. We get a lot of fights and so on. So, yeah.
1: First thing, really quickly, that I want to bring up. What a cast to start a trilogy, right? You know, a lot of them were younger before a few of them really blew up. But I mean... Obviously, Elijah Wood, Orlando Bloom, who you didn't know was in it, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, Sean Bean, Sean Astin, our favorite little Rudy, Andy Serkis, Vigo Mortensen, Kate Blanchett, Sir Christopher Lee. I mean, that's a pretty good. Oh, Hugo Weaving, uh, v- the great high elf. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. V- Vigo, Vigo was Vigo. a
0: surprise one for me. And Christopher yes. Lee.
1: Yeah, Sir Christopher Lee, Count Dooku um hugo weaving what was the other one? Oh, yeah elrond of Rivendell. hugo weaving was in. i had so a,
0: I had two comments about the actors um well, i did think it was good acting i actually thought elijah Wood. i did like his performance as frodo i thought i enjoyed it uh, usually main characters in these sort of trilogies they kind of get old so far i liked him um two things i knew sean bean as bore me or had to die uh, why'd you figure that out Sean because it's sean bean and okay yeah and yeah. i knew Brandt. sean bean died in the first season of thrones as ned stark and maybe i heard something maybe i didn't but i was like he has to die and as the movie went on and he started like getting hungry for the ring i was like he's gonna die um so that one i felt and two christopher lee um is also in star wars there's something about that face but, and he's also – is he not the dentist in Willy Wonka? He is the dentist. He is Wonka's father. He's Mr. You, Wonka. There's something about that fucking face you can't trust. And right away when he, when, <laughs> when Gandalf went to him as a good wizard friend, I mean it was pretty clear he was bad from the beginning, but it was that fucking face. It was like, he's a bad guy. So yeah. I got beef with Christopher Lee, and mm-hmm. I think it's trauma from the dentist scene in Willy Wonka. Sure.
1: No, it's a you know, it's a bad way to start you off, and he's Count Dooku. So, I mean, There's he's a Count- – he, committing war crimes in every series he's in the count um
0: yeah yeah so i did take a few notes i just wanted they're not notes by any means they're just like little 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 jots i said this i'll just go through them all (laughs) here he here he i said this (laughs) open the scroll (laughs) i wrote i wrote great prologue and i'll say this it's a great prologue every time there's a prologue in a movie it happens so fast, and it'll be like a quick animation, and it'll tell you what yeah. happened. And the movie just started. It's the first thing you see. And I'm not ready to, like, pay attention so hard that I need to know everything they say in the prologue to understand the rest of the movie. Most of the time, I miss something. This prologue was in-depth, and I, I really, really enjoyed the way they retold the story of The Ring. And I like how they showed it as a movie, not not been like on some scroll. Yeah, it and it was
1: it was scaled up. That's a yes. big battle in the beginning, yes. and it looked great.
0: It, it was in some half-assed thing. Like they really retold. They took some time for the prologue because it meant so much. Mm-hmm. It's a huge. It's huge in the movie. Without the prologue, it's nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I, To to add on to the prologue, I honestly, I don't think this has anything to do with the prologue. But I love how so many people, or the way the language is, they roll their R's. So I'll run over Rivendell like Isildur, throw it into the fire. And I'm like, oh, Isildur. And that greedy man kept the ring. That greedy man.
0: Causes all his problems. Second thing. I love, I love, I love the Shire music. Mm-hmm. when gandalf <laughs> rolls up the first time smoking a blunt pipe the little or bit the,
1: <laughs> smoking a crack pipe you got the pan flute being played everyone's laughing and it's all a bunch of midgets
0: <laughs> with hairy feet yeah. um i mean no wonder gandalf gets stoned going into that, that place is beautiful um you know the shire is beautiful this happens in like i'm no spoilers i'm under the assumption the shire is gonna get destroyed right (laughs) like in harry potter you go to hogwarts for the first time it's like this place is awesome a movie and a half later it's fucking run down right
1: they're getting ran trained through (laughs) you know the windows are smashed there's hobos in the basement it's a disaster
0: like there's dementors it used to be so beautiful like (laughs) you know it's the same idea here like the shire is beautiful fireworks and celebrations it's all green I'm pretty sure in a few, a movie or right. two. A, a movie later,
1: be- it's it's these little hobbits getting scalped. You know, like it's just horrible.
0: That mu I, but you know, and and at the third movie maybe there'll be life again, and the Shire music will play. But I love the Shire music. <laughs> um, <laughs> note three. <laughs> there is something so. That I loved. I loved it so much, but also I thought it was fucking hilarious. The wizard fight with Gandalf versus Christopher Lee. Which, yeah. No, they're just like something so great about nothing happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just throwing their stick at each he's, other. And and Gandalf's being whipped.
1: He's, <laughs> he's helicoptering. There's a point where he goes like this. He's just flying around.
0: Gandalf gets sent into the abyss and just gets put in jail on top of the building, but he's just like. Hurrah! And they're like. <laughs>
1: It's, it's, it's kind of ASMR, right? All you hear is, and you hear his shoes across the floor and he slams into the wall. And then it's, you know, it's, it's funny.
0: I mean, no problem with it. It's a wizard fight. It's 2001. It didn't look bad by any means.
1: You're expecting blue thunder, but like,
0: you know, like firing these lightning bolts. And it's just,
1: they're fucking with the force.
0: Yeah, for sure for sure <laughs> I don't know there was something about like also that they have to go it's not they don't fight each other at the same time it's it's my turn then it's your turn it's it's here and then it's here you know you gotta mm-hmm. take turns to fight so I I love the wizard fight nice um, fourth note you know these ones maybe aren't as funny anymore um, I said like the good I just wrote good versus evil and, like basically I, I thought it was pretty they did a pretty good job of like were like an extra job of like making sure the elves are like, they're like angelic high like, like and like, mighty. There's like white glow coming off. them, um, and then like the evil, uh, what are the horse guys called? Like with the, the old Kings that aren't really humans anymore. They're half the human. ring, the ring wraiths.
1: Yeah, the, like,
0: the Nazgul, the Nazgul, right. The Nazgul is so clearly evil. Um, you know, and in a movie like this, I think really showing the good versus evil is. I enjoyed that. And I'm glad they, they made it clear.
1: Yeah, oh, they, they they let you know. Um to to jump in off that last point, right? It's you have the elves that are so high and mighty and the orcs and the ringwraiths and Sauron's army that's so low. I love the whole idea of you have these middle um I, not factions, but um races that are tr- that are, you know, the tippers of the scales, right? You have the dwarves that just want the rings because it's so powerful, more or less. And then you have the humans that are so contempted by it and so swayed either way. Right. One of the more beautiful things in the movie, R.I.P. Boromir, is that um, you know he's trying to he's trying to be a good man. And if you watch the extended version. Um, which at some point I know you will. Yeah, you get you get probably another twenty minutes of Boromir and backstory scenes, and you meet his father and his family. Oh, good! And you see that he doesn't want to do this. They're at war right now. Gone, you know the, the orcs are kind of fighting. That's not a spoiler, you know, if you watch the regular version. And they mentioned it throughout it, but like, he's coming. He's coming from a war zone. And basically, he's like, Dad, I, I don't want to go and, and, and fuck with this ring. You know, it, it, it causes evil. It changes people. I would rather be here fighting with my men. And yeah. the whole movie, it's him getting a little closer to Frodo and immediately his eyes light up. You know, he'll be like, Frodo, how can such a small man be tasked with such a great...
0: Yeah. Great mission,
1: you know. And he comes in like he's Mr. Jellybean. He's stop being such a fucking tease and give me the ring, yeah. you know. And Funny obviously, such
0: a fucking tease.
1: Obviously, it causes his death at the end, right? Yeah. And and he sits there in his final breaths, were, you know I failed you. I'm sorry. I let you down, and this is my fault. And it's just, you know, I I think it's a good foreshadow of how the ring can really fuck with people's minds.
0: Yeah, I thought they did a good job of like really showing what the ring does early, right? Like, Boromir was not a bad person by any means. And that was clear. And, like, you can see it with uh, Bilbo, too. It's, like, that instant snap. When he snaps
1: at him and his, his eyes go black. My precious! You know, give it to me!
0: It, like, slowly, like, takes over someone. Um, so I think they do a good job of that. And, you know, it seems like Frodo can hold his own. Um, yeah. Final note is... Probably my worst one, but like when Gandalf goes down, right? It's like clear at that moment that the uh, the Fellowship is extremely weakened. I felt I wrote that they're lost, right? Right. They're, once Gandalf goes down, I mean Aragorn slowly steps up, but it's like who's who do we listen to? What do we do? Can we do this? Like I think the movie, the real journey now has begun. Like they were Correct. on a journey. They were battling. They were all over the place. But without uh, Gandalf, it seems like they're. They're this really scrappy team now who's really got a claw fight.
1: Yeah. Um, I I love that. I think that's actually one of your better notes Um, is that, you know, once you watch the Hobbit movies too, and obviously when we finish this series, you'll find out that whenever Gandalf is around, everybody feels completely safe, right? You're with this all-knowing wizard that has these magical powers that can pull crazy shit out of his ass. So everyone's thinking when we're with Gandalf, we're fine. He knows the direction to take. He knows where we're going to go, what we're going to do, how to stop what. And the second the Balrog in the mines of Moria, RIP all those dwarves, comes out and right. slashes him with the sex whip and pulls yeah. the old man down, <laughs> uh, they're immediately like the fellowship's over, right? They, get, they right. get out of the mines and they go, what do we do? Where do we go? We don't have Gandalf. And it's an immediately shell shock. And I love how you put it that the journey really begins now, right? Claw and fight, and they really got to dig.
0: Yeah, you know, and Frodo's on his own while he's with Sam, which which I love that Sam Sam joined him. Um, and then the other two hobbits, uh, Pip and Merry, need to be saved. Then Aragorn and Legolas go to save him. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct, right?
1: Little Game of Thronesy, right? At the end, how they yeah. kind of split up in their separate ways, right? You have. You have Frodo and Samwise Gamgee on the run. Yep. You have Aragon, Legolas, and Gimli chasing after Merry and Pippin. So it's, you know, three different groups now that you're going to be following throughout these next two movies.
0: And, and, you know, I got another thing. I don't know any spoilers, like, directly. Mm -hmm. um, But... Picking up on it, like, I, I know they didn't they didn't say Gandalf was dead. Like, I forget who said it, but he's, like, in the darkness, I want to say they mm-hmm. said it. Like the it's, Abyss or something like that. Yeah, so I, I think there's a good chance he comes back, and I don't know how he comes back or what he comes back as, but it's something. Um, I did pick up on that they said he's not dead. Um, you know, and obviously, You Shall Not Pass is extremely iconic, oh. so.
1: Freaking great acting, right? That was a really? great little fight scene in the mines, too.
0: It was, it was uh, really good. We really got it. I really earned that, though. You, when you watch a movie that long, you earn a moment like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pedigain yeah. took you, or Pedigain took you, fool, when he knocks over the the knight down the well, and all the orcs come. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cave troll,
0: you fucking idiot. Um, yeah. Also, want to talk about? I know you mentioned this before we before I we'll start the movie. You know, it is 2001, and the practical effects here are... Smashing. Yeah, stunning.
1: Smashing. I mean, it's crazy how little CGI they use. Pretty much every single character you see is real, right? Every orc, everything that is, you know, 200 extras all sitting in the chair from 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. just to be ready to shoot, you know, a couple scenes a day every day. I mean, it is crazy. It's astronomical how much practical effects they use, especially compared to The Hobbit, which is all CGI. It's a crazy difference.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, if anyone pays attention to the movies, like people had to do practical effects and then they had the chance of CGI and CGI ruined, not ruined a lot of things, but I guess made people with huge ambitions possible, like we could say in Star Wars and it ruin the feel of movies yeah as we came to an age where we can mix practical and cgi we've gotten amazing things like the night king uh like in stranger things i'm blanking on whatever the bad guy's name is vecna vecna um like even in mandalorian in like newer star wars things they're starting to use like bring back puppetry and mm-hmm. baby yoda's not a cgi yoda and it's just like right. that shit shows right and mm-hmm. so f- now we're at a point where we can mix it. But back then they just had practical and they still had CGI. But yeah. I think I thought the look of this movie was really, really good. The practical effects show like with the orcs, it shows and it's worth it. It's worth it. I can tell it's makeup. Obviously, they're not right. real things. Right. But by no means does it ruin the movie. But if that was a CGI work, it would probably ruin the movie.
1: Yeah. Easily, because you you would be taken you you wouldn't feel as immersed in the world Correct. and in the film like you just you know without a shred of doubt it's fake. Not like I know that's makeup, but it looks damn good. And when I'm focused on the movie, it doesn't take me away from viewing it.
0: No, and it looks like a real thing because it's in the shape of a human body. Like it, it operates correctly, right? Like it's moving correctly, right? And I learned that early in school. It's like one of the first things. Like you never want to be taking. You never want to take someone out of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Like you never want someone to be like, kind of wake what up for fuck? a second. It's like, yeah, I'm in the AMC right now. I totally just fucking screen. I'm watching a movie. You right. never want that to happen, like right, a, right, right. a jarring camera movement or it's out of focus. Blah blah blah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and you know, I think CGI. You know, in this mid 2000s, right around where this starts to get into prequel territory, um, right, it can ruin the movie. So I was really impressed by that.
1: Yeah, for sure, that's a great take. Um, I had a few notes too wanted to bring up. You know, I forgot you, but I
0: you mean, know, I was like, well, it's cause this is my first time. So I kind of yeah. like the way this is going. I'm learning and just saying, yeah. my, cause I don't know what happened. So I, I, I kind of forgot you were, you also had notes. And
1: right. And I'm going to approach these takes. Like I've never seen it before to spark some conversation. But, um, first off, you know, I wouldn't say a major part of it, but they talk about it a lot is that the elves are sick of middle earth. You know, a, a big theme in that, in that first, Probably hour thirty to an hour is that Elrond Rivendell and all of them are like we're leaving. You know Sauron's back. If if you have the Ring, his armies are spreading. We're done with Middle Earth. You know we're losing our magic. We're you know we're slowly starting to become mortal, and it's time for us to go back to heaven. You know they they are getting ready to mass exodus this Earth. It's a lost cause. It's evil. It's dirty, and they don't want to do it anymore. And obviously, Gandalf says, you know, every once in a while, he's like, oh, you know, we need you now more than ever, yeah. and all this stuff, which is pretty crazy, right? You're, you, that's the the scales tipping, right? You know, the elves are so high and mighty, and they and they keep you know kind of peace and they control areas, and if they leave, humanity's kind of fucked, you know, which is quite a take.
0: Yeah, I I guess yeah, the lore would be helpful. I don't even understand like I need to like look at a map of the way things are, right? Um. Cause, like, when you say Middle Earth, like, I never, I just assumed that was the continent.
1: It is. It is. Middle Earth. Middle Earth is all of Earth for the okay. most part. Like, there is no Essos. It's all. It's all North America. You know what gotcha. I mean? That's the whole world.
0: Yeah, I, I picked up on that. The elves were a little, well, skittish, uh, annoyed by all of this. They didn't yeah. want to have to deal with all of this. Yeah. And it's like these kind of dirtier people kind of walk into this like beautiful looking place and. Right, kind of bringing a war fight to them, and they don't really want that.
1: Right, because you know, a thousand years ago, when Elrond of Rivendell told him to th- told Isildur to throw the ring into the fire, no, well, it was a thousand years ago. It was a long time, and, and they do, were like,
0: do, "Do elves not age?"
1: Elves do not age, or they they age so incredibly slowly that they're immortal. They can only be killed in combat, right, or like gotcha. you know, sickness, shit like that. But they don't age. Um, which another point I want to bring up, right? Find out Aragorn's in love with a little elvish girl, Elrond's daughter. And you also find out when they're all meeting, Stryker, he's Aragorn now, you know, right. the ranger. Stryker. He is He is actually the rightful king of Boromir in Correct. Gondor.
0: Yeah. Cause which is quite a take. His dad was the one who, uh, who was his dad then?
1: I can't remember okay. the name, but... To get a little nerdy again, um, in like the second age, there was another kingdom of humans called uh, Numenor. And basically, like, they're like, they're the high and mighty versions of humans. They're kind of like elf equivalents, more or less. Uh And they, their whole city, their mini continent was destroyed. And they came over (coughs) to Middle Earth and were just like, we'll run the humans now. Like, we will, we are the rightful kings. We come on ships, kind of like conquistadors. Let's rally everybody up, and we're the kings. And basically just the bloodline fin is what happened. And now in Gondor, there's no king. There's just the steward, and he has his two sons. It's basically the hand of the king is the king. Gotcha. And they're waiting for the rightful heir to come back, and it's Boromir and his brother Faramir. So
0: something to look out for in, in the future movies. Wait, so Boromir right now is running it, but it's actually Aragorn's the rightful heir. Boromir's dad's running it. But Aragon's the rightful heir. Correct. Correct. Yeah, because they had a conversation, him and Boromir about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. 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 Any other notes?
1: Um, last thing again, I like how you made the analogy to Harry Potter, how you said that first movie you get to you get to Hogwarts and it's beautiful and it's magical, and then, you know, a couple movies later it's a piece of shit. And that's without giving spoilers, but I think you kind of know that's the trend, it's gonna get a little darker, is that it is going to progress down a pretty dark path where there's no more sunlight anymore and mm. people aren't that happy and, and people are tempted by the ring and, and there's a lot of backstabbing and what the fuck and right. where's the light? You know, How are they going to beat Voldemort? How can they stop this all-powerful army that Sauron has conjured?
0: Sauron. Fucking Christopher Lee ruining everything.
1: He's Sauron. Christopher Lee is Sauron.
0: <laughs> that, that was bugging me the whole movie because like me too I was, I was really trying to get the names and like really get a grasp of it and now you even say it like i'm missing that still
1: when i watched it the first time through you know however long ago i always thought they were the same person but basically saruman
0: is the wizard
1: is the like the uh, an equivalent of gandalf there's five yep. of them saruman's one of the five gandalf's one of the five and then there's sauron Who in the opening scene is that huge black towery figure swinging his mace. Right. Gotcha. 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 Um, gotcha. Yeah. And then I am excited for at some point, I don't know how many years it's going to take for you to watch the Hobbit movies. Because in those three prequels, right, you see Anakin become Darth Vader. You see Saruman's turn to evil, more or less. So like he's a good guy in all three Hobbit movies, but you start to see him slip down the path where he's going to turn on Gandalf, which is pretty interesting. I like
0: that. And and two takes here. Um, one is like, I felt like watching the extended edition on my first run through. One would make my viewing experience a little difficult. A little difficult. And two, it's like, when I get to rewatch Lord of the Rings, I'll get a rewatch with the extended edition and I'll get right. that much better. It's I'll like a brand names. new movie. I'll know names, I'll know places, and I'll also know where this story goes. So I'll be able to like really, really. Totally. It, all. it um, would be
1: an information blast.
0: Yeah, it'd be a lot. And then two, I thought the Nazgul um the riders they reminded me instantly they reminded me the first time i saw them riding when they like the 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 four hobbits like quickly hide they reminded me of like the uh the like horsemen like the cops and elf you know like when the cops <laughs> when santa crashes in central park and they're like yeah these are the cops that broke up the uh famous uh simon and garfunkel concert in <laughs> right
1: right and there's like nine of them and they ride up wearing all black with the helmets on and the batons that's that's hilarious let's well, put that
0: yeah i mean when they're chasing buddy and stuff it's like it's terrifying that's like the. scary yeah. i mean it's not that scary. but in elf it's it kind of scary, scary. and they scary. remind me of the nazgul just like all black like
1: right. they, they broke up the simon and garfunkel concert of 95 <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's a good one
0: yeah so that i did notice that other than that um I enjoyed, I I had fallen asleep during this movie a few times when I originally watched it. I mean, our freshman year roommate used the microwave when we were watching it, and <laughs> our power went out, and we couldn't get power back for a few hours. And since that moment, like, getting this movie down my throat was the hardest thing ever. It was like, <laughs> it was literally like drinking fucking poison. Um, yeah. But I put it on, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, thoroughly watched the whole thing. I mean, it's a long movie. It's hard to, like, be like, Oh, tonight's the easy night to watch the fellowship. It's the one. Right. Um so I was happy with it. And I guess we do have to give it scores though.
1: Correct, Amundo. Let's let's hear it from you, young virgin of Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um this is the first time we've rated a movie. Second time. We did ex Machina. No, we didn't rate Top Gun. We didn't
1: rate Top Gun. All right.
0: We just chatted about it. Chatted by We did ex Machina. Um, And I always forget every time I do this fucking podcast, I forget that I have to have a score ready. And then, Mm -hmm. so in this moment, I'm calculating right now.
1: Uh, I write mine down beforehand because I'm prepared. I'm prim and proper. I'm prim and proper.
0: But yeah. Um, Fellowship of the Ring review. Listen, the Fellowship is the first of three movies. And I'm well aware the next two are going to be objectively probably better than the Fellowship. Are there some people that like the Fellowship more? I don't know, maybe, but I assume the next one has some major sequences and major wars and big fights that I'm very excited for. But by no means was I bored during this movie, and was there a lack of action? Like I thought it was going to be all, I thought it was going to be the all the single ladies. Hey, all the single ladies. Um, I thought it was going to be like all oh, just telling me what's about to happen. So I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was good acting. I enjoyed the nerdy stuff. I thought the world build was pretty good to start. Uh, so, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. I would give it an eighty-eight.
1: Splendid. All right, that's pretty. That's pretty high. That's pretty up there.
0: I don't know. I don't know how to do these numbers, dude. Yeah. No, that's hard. No, I know. There, this is there is no rubric.
1: This is how we feel on that day. It's just a guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here comes Hunter for his score. Um, to go off what you said, right? Fellowship. What a start to what will end up becoming one of the greatest film trilogies of all time up there with right. Star Wars up there with series like Harry Potter top 5 no doubt no matter what um, great world building you see the practical effects you get introduced to the characters I loved it I'm excited to see where this goes I've never seen it before and I gave it a score of I
0: gave it an 85 uh, that's what I was no, talking no, no. about not, not knocking no,
1: no, it wasn't knocking
0: enough with the dog Enough for the dog.
1: It's good. You're good, baby. You're good. Um, I gave it an 85. Reason being, right? It's definitely a little more dialogue driven. And I, as a man of action, love violence and combat. You get some good scenes. You get some good background and whatnot. But for me, I, I think it's just a very blown up version of season one and season two of Game of Thrones before you get massive. It's not to say it's bad, right? I love season one and season two of Game of Thrones. But, you know, it's the first hour and a half is. Very much so, setting up the story, yeah. right? You, you get a little taste of the Nazgul, but it's them having this council and them having that, that council. And the first forty minutes is in the Shire and Bilbo's Bilbo's birthday, and you find out he has the ring. How Gandalf didn't know blows my mind. He's a wizard. He's you're a wizard, Harry. Yes. Um, but I loved it. You know, you get you get a couple sad deaths. You get to see where it's going. Now the whole fellowship is split up, and overall, great film, right? Great music, great acting, great story. It it's a great film. Eighty five, yeah. lock it in, book
0: it. I feel like the only place it falls up short is that it's literally carrying in the next two films. Like it's the legs for the next two films. Yes, right, and those those movies can never fly without this grunt work.
1: Which which I respect Peter Jackson and them doing. It's it's I think of it kind of like this first Dune film where right. everyone was expecting. S- such a massive scale action scenes and violence, where in reality, once you watch it, also a great film, very much so the legs of what this franchise is going to inevitably turn into.
0: Right. Someone has to do it. And I, you know, in terms of like making, if you know you're making a trilogy and you want to make it a great trilogy, right? It's not one movie on its own, it's a trilogy. Then you have you know that the first movie is going to be the legs of it, and you're going to have mm-hmm. to lay the groundwork for these next two movies to work. And Dune, I thought, did it amazingly, and I thought the Fellowship did a really, really good job of it too. It's not Brilliant. that you're bored; it's not that just like telling you all these stories and shit. Right? right? Stuff happened in both of those movies for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah. I'm gonna so, re-watch Dune one of these days.
0: Yeah, I got to rewatch it too. Um, 88 for me, 85 for Hunter, and like. I also could imagine if I had seen the other two movies and then gave this a score, I can imagine it being lower, like an 85 or something. Right. But, but it's an 88 and I liked it. I yes. enjoyed the movie. Shout out to Orlando Bloom.
1: Shout out Corbin Bloom.
0: Um, all right. That's it for the fellowship though. Um, two towers next episode or... I can do it.
1: I can do it. I think we should keep the momentum going. Maybe not.
0: Yeah, no, I, let's see if we get some viewers on on this one, maybe some clips out of Lord of the Rings, maybe we get a guest on for two towers. Okay, okay. Because I could imagine there's some Lord of the, I bet some Lord of the Ring nuts would really like to get in on two and three.
1: Right, those Cravens are
0: just chomping at the bit. I think, Did you? do you know what Craven is?
1: Isn't it like a, uh, like a the scoundrel, a foul man?
0: I think, I feel like it's like a scared man, like a Should coward. I look
1: it up? Oh, you Craven?
0: Yeah, it is coward. Yeah, contentedly
1: lacking courage, cowardly. All right, that takes craven. away a little. Takes away a little. <laughs> Goose. I kind of was Craven was like just this serial war crime rapist committer, and I'd be like, "You Craven!" But nah, I, I guess I like this too. Yeah, like our intern.
0: Don't <laughs> our shy Raven. away,
1: though. Don't shy
0: away. Our Raven would be a Craven.
1: <laughs> we we have a great casting
0: process. Um. All right. Yeah. So we'll gauge on next week. I mean, we lost House of Dragon as well, so um, Andor. We'll do, watch we'll, it. We'll do a full series of Andor though when I catch up on that. Okay. So what
1: show are we doing next week, Dan? Do you have anything cooked up for the fans?
0: Well, no. I'm saying it's probably going to be Two Towers, but me and you need to discuss if we want to keep something going as the show's on. Mm-hmm. Like, do we want to like House of Dragon? We did episode one, and we we kind of kept it there. Or do we just want to continue with full series recaps? Right. Uh, if we we'll can find a, a good show, fans
1: and we'll put a poll up as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of this is funny. If if there's any like original listeners who really paid attention, like like almost know too much about us, like that creepy fan from New Mexico. Um <laughs> me and you Her- Herman, I know you're listening. We tried to pick out a new show when we were originally doing the show, and we picked out Avenue Five. I mean, maybe watched two episodes of this HBO comedy. We just didn't enjoy it.
1: Well, it was dog shit.
0: Well, there's a second season. It's I,
1: I just it's been it's been what four years since season one released. Three years,
0: and, unless it's season three. But like, I mean, let me go on HBO Max. No,
1: it's season two because we watched the first season either sophomore or junior year. Yeah, and I want to say sophomore year because our room was a piece of shit.
0: It's season two, dude. What it, the
1: f- it, it could have been junior year, but that's still junior senior one. It's still three years minimum.
0: Do you think? Do you think it's just like we needed to get? Through, it doesn't have great reviews. Like, do you think? I don't know. Whatever. Besides the point, the second season's out right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, check it out. Check it out on HBO wherever you consume.
0: Yeah, I'm as of right now. If there's a good show, I'm not sure what's coming out. I really don't know what's coming out soon. That means you can watch as it comes out and kind of do it with the fans. I'd be down for that and then continue with movies on the back end or whatever.
1: Maybe we can do that Yellow Jacket show or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, but Showtime. <laughs> yeah. I go, Fair Lily. Enough. Lily, I love to watch, but it's Showtime. She goes, do, do the you, free trial. Do you have Showtime? I don't have Showtime anymore. Yeah, because we used to watch uh, Kidding. Kidding,
1: but we got we that. still never finished.
0: No. That's a shame. That show should have been better if it wasn't on Showtime. I, the show was great. That, yeah, yeah. Kidding is on any other platform
1: that was finished the day it comes out. It
0: was fantastic conception, like conception, fantastic concept for a show. Um, I want to eat your baby. <laughs> and Jim Carrey was great in it. Yeah. Um, so you want to do what you're watching real quick?
1: Yeah. yeah, um, What I'm watching right now, um, Lord of the Rings wrapped up. First yeah. four episodes I thought were really stale. Maybe the, even the fifth episode Got a lot of hate on it, which, I mean, the racist stuff I didn't agree with, but the actual practical hate and whatnot and the way the story was flowing, I agreed with. I thought it was kind of dog shit. And the last three episodes, because I watched the first four episodes every week and then I waited like a month and I just binged the last four because it actually got that good. And the last two episodes are really cool because it really sets up the movies, even though the movies are still a long way out. Right you it they do a massive information drop and a a lot of big reveals that were really cool and now you get to see what all the fuss is about you know from the the prologues of the movies and stuff so watching that watching andor which i'm about to watch right after this still watching the handmaid's tale um which is awesome i will also be watching that tonight as well wednesdays are my tv night now that house of the dragons is over um I started Modern Family on Peacock. Yeah. I love that show. Show's hilarious.
0: Think, f-
1: fucking hilarious. It de- de- it, too many times now, movies or shows come out that are just comedies, right? They come out maybe like fucking Avenue 5, right? Or, or some shitty comedy that flops at the box office. Comes out and they try overly hard to be funny and it's just horrible and annoying. And Modern Family, first off, cable TV...
0: Yeah. Bravo. Cable.
1: Second, I'm I'm literally I cry laughing at least four or five times an episode. I I think yeah. it's hilarious, and Rachel's watching me watch every night. Yeah, it is, and it, and it feels like I'm watching cable too. Papa, and I you don't have to totally pay attention. Maybe you come in for like five minutes, hear a couple jokes. That's great. Cam and Mitch are my favorite, without a doubt. Phil Dunphy, honorable mention. He's hilarious.
0: Dunphy's actually an all- Phil Dunphy's actually like, for real, like a Peter Griffin. Homer, he's an all-time character, like Homer yeah. Simpson. Like He's an all-time character who should just be put in the TV Hall of Fame.
1: And I will say this too, for cable television, and this show came out a while ago, mind you. I think it was, I don't know, maybe 20, 2011, 2010? started
0: around then, yeah
1: those those first i'm on season three right now these first two three seasons say some pretty out-of-pocket shit as you know like if that show came out right now it would be canceled pretty
0: quickly well yeah and that's why nothing's funny anymore they have to be like so smart to be funny like something to be funny now has to be like a lot of innuendos and stuff it has to be like so well written it can't just be funny
1: I mean, in, in like the fifth episode, Jay looks Manny dead in the eyes and says, if this takes me 30 more minutes, I'm going to be hanging from that ceiling fan instead of putting it together. He says this to like a 12-year-old Mexican child.
0: I'm a big you fan know? of Manny. I'm a big fan of Manny. Yeah.
1: How do you not love Delgado and with his espressos? <laughs> and then so many, the first, the opening joke of the show is literally Cam and Mitch get on the plane with their adopted Vietnamese baby. And they're like, oh, look at the cream puff. And Cam's like, how dare you talk about us as homosexuals, you pieces of shit. And Mitch is like, you have cream puffs like in your hand. Like that's yeah. that's back you brought on. And it's just really funny. Wait,
0: uh, wait. Do you watch that on Peacock? Yeah, I'm watching on Peacock. You have Peacock Premium? I found a blood donor. Oh, I was about to take found, it from you.
1: I found a blood bag. I found I found a blood rider.
0: You have a few of those, so.
1: I I suck souls. Um, but to wrap it up as well on top of that I'm watching the new quick Star Wars series that dropped out Tales of the Jedi six episodes 14 minutes a piece really cool. quick to binge probably finish it tomorrow just gives you insights on characters like Ahsoka Count Dooku Just uh, some lore basically. Yeah some lore pretty cool though cool. Um, Other other than that I, I don't think I have anything I watched Hocus Pocus 2 thought that was a great film Nice um, Yeah I haven't seen anything else started the Harry Potter's probably. Um,
0: Sadly I've been Busy. I've been moving around a lot. Been in New York, been in Austin. So I haven't had a ton of time to watch anything good. I, Rexum, I think, just wrapped up. So I need to finish mm-hmm. Welcome to Rexum. And I'd really like if you watched it because I think it could be the I show of the it. year. I I it's it. special. It's special. It's so different. Um, so I got to finish up that. I On the airplane, I watched a movie. I watched 50 50 starring Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Lewis. J. Gordon Liu. We love him. J. Gordon Um, That movie, I. I've always been there, like, you know, maybe I'll watch it someday. just was on. I was like, I'm done. I'm watching it. I actually really liked it. It's a perfect mix of um, feel-good, comedy, sad, good acting. Just that perfect, like, balance of, like, yeah, this guy has cancer. It's really sad. And how does he deal with it? But Seth Rogen's hilarious, and there, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's not like he has cancer, and both of his parents die, and, you know, all this shit happens. Like, he was it, molested. Yes. It's the perfect amount of, like, that's sad. I'm feeling like it puts you kind of in the shoes well enough. we it's just like, damn, it's give me chills a little bit, but it's also like, this is still a good movie. Lighthearted. A movie. Still yes.
1: lighthearted. Yeah.
0: Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed that. Other than that, I mean, I finished House of Dragon, been watching baseball. I got to pick up on my next, what's my next series? Where do I go from here? Obviously Andor will be on, but like, what's the, what's the other one with that? So
1: we'll, we'll have made a learning back soon too, but yes,
0: I want something more practical,
1: a little more, maybe, you know, we did severance. I want something kind of like that, you know, more, more right now. Um, out.
0: Yes, and Succession season four. I'm so excited. Oh,
1: yes, that's on the that's on the watch list without a doubt.
0: Um, yeah, we'll discuss more about what we're going to get into, but that wraps up honestly for me. What I'm watching, I really don't. I mean, I watch Seinfeld when I go to bed. That's really it. Yeah, that's good. All right, it's good shit. You want my quote? Yeah, yeah. Do you have it guess, pulled up? Or you guess at it who has now? it ready? I got it ready. Boom, bitch! It's from Vince Lombardi. Okay. He says, you know, it's football season, right? Football is like life. It requires perseverance, self-denial, hard work, sacrifice, dedication, and respect for authority. Vince Lombardi. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: somebody cut onions in here.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's emotional.
1: Holy shit. Yeah, that was good. Um, love that you had that up already. Thank you to all of our loyal fans that watched. We got some polls coming. Um, hope you enjoyed House of the Dragon like we did. Lord of the Rings trilogy inbound like inbound. an ICBM. Um, get out and vote. Midterms are here. Change the world. <laughs> <laughs> get out and do your 1-1-billionth. One, one Dr. And Mehmet Oz. Dr. Mehmet Oz. Get out there and do your 1-1-billionth. One, one and as always,
0: you can't eat your pudding. Unless you eat your meats! Thank you, yep. fans. Yep, thank you. Bye.